Welcome to the Rockaway Creates Connection podcast. The theme for this month, the month of April, is growth. Uh, I'm Galit Sadiq, and we have Dana Humphrey here as well from the board of Rockaway Creates. Hey, everyone. And uh, we have two special guests today, Russell Siegel and Deborah Donenfeld. I'm super excited for you to meet them. Um, yeah. Dana, is there anything you wanted to share before we get started? Yeah, we're so excited about um, April and celebrating growth this month. And so we'll start off with Russell and then we'll uh, transition over to Deborah and um, hopefully have a beautiful conversation creating connection. Yay. Sounds good. All right. And so. Um, let me tell you a little bit about Russell. Russell Siegel, also known as Rockaway Russell, is a wallpaper artist installer. Russell also identifies as a dipper in the New York Dippers Club, the New York Dippers Club, a beautiful community, uh, local community of people dipping daily at 8 a.m. Russell is interested in many things, has an active social calendar, and has many varied circles of friends. He is passionate about his advocacy work with gag a group against gun violence you can find russell on social media at on facebook russell.siegel um yeah thank you so much for being here russell you're welcome it's my pleasure so we know you're a wallpaper artist can you tell us a little bit about what that means to you yes uh, it means that i'm creating art on the wall with wallpaper. I coined the phrase um, wallpaper artists uh, of installation of beautiful wallpapers on walls to uh, beautify many people's homes, commercial businesses uh, everywhere. And um, how I coined that phrase was probably uh, 15 years ago when uh, a friend of mine, he's an artist, a, paint, a painter, and he said, Russell, you want to be artists, you know? And I said, no, I'm an artist, you know? So, uh, and uh, I take a lot of pride in what I do. And, you know, I coined the, the phrase because it is art on the wall, uh, on the walls. And, um, and I create that. And um, I've been doing it for almost 44 years now. Beautiful. Yeah. And I, I think, are you, um, are you the first the first in your family to be a wallpaper artist, or is it something that goes with the Siegel family? Uh, goes with the Siegel family. I'm third generation. Um, my uh, my grandfather, or my Zeta, he was a, a painter 80 to 100 years ago, an old-time painter, uh, and they used to use brushes um, like 12 inches wide, and they used to uh, paint by brush. Um, and then my dad became a wallpaper hanger and he um, through an uncle of mine and uh, I had another uncle. So I'm third generation, I'm carrying on the legacy. Um, I don't have any offspring or children, um, 
I teach, um, I have taught many uh, people and, um, and some are doing uh, paper hanging, um, some are not. Um, what I'm do doing, I'm laying a foundation for them for life and uh, by my teachings. And, um, and, you know, that's part of my legacy, you know, to leave something uh, behind uh, when I go. And, um, and, you know, when I uh, do that, I feel good about myself. Of I taught so I taught someone I taught so, uh, some people and uh, and they're doing well now. You know the people that I've taught that are, they're doing well. They're not not being uh, wallpaper, uh, doing wallpaper, but they're doing many other things. You know, and um, and that's uh, one of my goals. That's awesome. I have a question. So, what do you think it is about? Um, laying wallpaper or being a wallpaper artist that kind of sets someone up to do well in other things because I, I feel like this season you know this month is all about growth and it's amazing that you allow other people to grow through your teachings yes i mean um wallpaper art and i mean it's just part of life like everything else uh, what we go through i mean we all have different um integrations and, and, and plus um, 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 works that we do and everything like that. And I, um, you know, it's, it's not all about wallpaper art or wallpaper. Um, it's not, I, it's not life and it's not life and death. Uh, uh, to me, it brings life. Um, and I think if I, I'm an influencer in many ways. And as far as, um, the people that I've taught um, and the found, uh, foundation, it's for life. It's not about wallpaper art, you know, and, and it's like, and it's about creation. You know, when um, I'm creating something and they see that and uh, the people that I taught, they're, they're doing many creations of themselves. They're, they're very creative people and, um, and they're affecting society in a positive way, you know. And um, if I can do, uh, do, I do, I've done that. I'm doing that uh, with many of my teachings, and um, and I feel and I and I feel good about that. You know, to pass something on. You know, Russell, I know that um, you're fairly new to Rockaway in the last couple of years, um, but yeah. you use the moniker Rockaway Russell. Can you tell us a little bit about what brought you to Rockaway and why you love it here? Yeah, to the Rockaway, to the Rockaway. My, my friend, um, uh, he's uh, my friend Brian, and uh, he told me, uh, he said, now that you're living in Rockaway, when I first moved out here, he said, now we can call you Rockaway Russell, you know, and that's how that came about, you know. Um, I've been coming out to the Rockaways over 50 years, you know, and uh I always loved the beach. I went to Brooklyn Day Camp out here, which is no longer in existence, you know. And um, I lived all over. This is my 18th place where I moved to, and I um, and um, and I'm going to remain out here. What I love about the Rockways is the community. There's different types of communities in Rockway, you know, and uh, I'm involved in many of them. And you know, and it's like, it's to me, it's paradise out here. Um, uh, meeting you, Dana, uh, a couple of years ago, uh, 
Galit, uh, we know each other um, before I moved out to um, Rockray, and I, I was just in awe of it. And uh, and I, I lived, um, yeah, I lived in Brooklyn prior, and then I lived in this, uh, Manhattan prior to that too. And um, this is the best place. I, I'm right on the water, and I see a view of the city, you know. And I said, I, I can't get any better than that. So, Rockray Russell came from a, a friend of mine. <laughs> You know, so. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to ask you a little bit about how you got involved with the New York Dippers Club and like, what is that? What is that like for you? Uh, so I wouldn't be on the podcast right now if I wasn't involved with Rock Ray Creates. <laughs> and we had, we had, we had, we, we had, um, a meeting a few months ago, well, like four or five months ago, uh, at a, a, a friend's house, and um, and Rock Creates, um, you know, we had a meeting, and and um, and this uh, guy uh, Graham Krulis uh, um, from London, uh, uh, he was here for a couple of months. He established it, and I said, "Why not?" I said, "It's uh, it sounds great." I said, "I'm going to uh, do it." You know, I went like a month later. Um, and, um, so the dippers beat like eight o'clock on, um, during the weekdays and nine o'clock on weekends. And, um, and I, um, I went dipping three times this week, yesterday afternoon and, um, this morning. And I went uh, on Sunday and probably, um, on Easter Passover, uh, Sunday. So, um, I, um, it's all the connections, uh, that, uh, that, that I have now uh, through Rockery Creates. And I, I feel very grateful to you, um, Dana and uh, Galit and, and Shane and, um, and Samantha. Uh, and, um, you know, because uh, it means uh, uh, connection. And, um, and, um, and I met so many nice people, creative people, I mean, from all different genres. And, and it's like, and with the and with the dip is yeah that's just another uh, aspect of it too and um, and I um, I never felt so accepted in my life since I moved to uh, to Rockways uh, and like I said it's paradise and uh, I'm I feel happy that I'm involved with Rockway Creates you know and it's it's um, you know you can't beat it. Kind of tapping into our theme this month with growth. I know, you know, I know, Russell, that you're very involved in personal development and personal growth and also that you're looking to grow your business more here in Rockaway and having, you know, to commute less to the other boroughs um, in your wallpaper art. Is there yeah. something you want to share with us about um, what growth means to you this month and, and this April or um how you've yeah. been going in the last in the last year in your business or or in yourself? Right, it's um, my uh, my business had, uh, has has uh, quadrupled in the past year. Um, thank God for that. Um, you know, it's springtime now, and spring to me uh, means um, um, spring cleaning, and um, and uh, and it's. It's fresh. I mean, I 
the favorite time of year is spring to me, you know, and I, uh, it means renewal to, uh, to me, rebirth in many ways, you know, and, um, and I'm very passionate of what, of what I do. And it's, it's in my blood, you know, um, it's like 44 years. Um, yeah, May will be 44 years. And, um, and I let my art speak for itself. And my probably about 15% of my work now uh, is in the rock race. Yeah, I would like to push it up to 50%. Um, uh, I've traveled a lot. Um, um, I've worked with many decorators, designers, contractors, painters, um, wallpaper stores. Um, and I, I feel... Um, I can beautify uh, people's homes over here, and um, and and I believe, yeah, I, I really believe that um, that um, you know when you walk into your home and you and it's beautiful, I think a person feels better about themselves, you know, and um, you know that's how I look at it. I know. Um, ask me if I wallpaper my 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 home. No, I I. I <laughs> <laughs> I um, I have trouble with my walls uh, because when they pointed the building, they didn't do um, a good job. So I, I want to do um, uh, an action wall or two uh, once you know the walls are settled. I like I said, it's in my blood, and I came up with um, this uh, this phrase: um, one strip at a time to a beautiful home. You know, and it's like one day at a time. You know, and I, um, um, I let my actions speak for myself, but my art, I mean, I post on social media all the time and, um, I just got headshots done and, um, 70% of my work is word of mouth. Um, um, this is my first podcast and I feel like I've been doing this, um, uh, for many years, you know, and, uh, it's like, I feel comfortable in the setting and I know that, um, with uh, the work I do, I mean, it adds to good mental health, you know, and I, be I believe that, you know, and, uh, I know whenever I go to people's homes or wherever I go, you know, I look at, I look at the, I look at the walls, that's by occupations, you know, and, um, and, and it's, it's changed, uh, when the pandemic, uh, first hit, um, I didn't work for three months. I was co collecting uh, unemployment, uh, like many pe uh, like many people, and um, I was doing my thing. And then, you know, I was looking at the walls, what I can do. Then after then after three months, I was I was I was looking. Um, I was talking to the walls. I said, Russell, you have to get out of here. And I, I wanted to start the um, inst uh, installation of wallpaper art, um, and you know. Um, I enjoy it. I, I, I love it. You know, I, I have my days and um, I find solutions. And, and the best um, the best thing is that, you know, about preparation. You know, preparation is key to uh, installing wallpaper art or painting. Preparation is key for life, too, you know, and, and to work uh, on yourself. And I, um, I have worked uh, on myself. Uh, all my life, especially the past five, six years. And, um, you know, how I came to Rockway, it's uh, everything's meant to be. 
I won't get into the story. Um, uh, but you know, it's like um, I met Shane almost five years ago, and uh, and one thing led to another, and um, and now we're uh, now I'm on a podcast, and um, and I believe uh, what I do is very good for mental health. It's um, I mean, for me, when I do a job. I mean, wow. And I said, I did this, you know, and I, and I said, uh, uh, you know, and uh, I make people happy, you know, and it's like, yeah, but one story is, I'm not going to go on, but this is a funny story. Um, um, I did a job um, a few days ago and the husband was very happy uh, with it. And I said, I said, I was talking in serious at the same time. And I said to him, yes, uh, I'm, I know you're very happy, you know, and, um, I said, your opinion doesn't count, though. And he said, it doesn't. I said, no, it's your wife's opinion that counts. <laughs> I said, she has to be, she has to be uh, happy, you know. And um, and uh, when uh, when his wife uh, came in, she she was ecstatic, you know. And uh, you know, and when when people are happy, it makes me happy. I'm very attention to detail too. I won't stop until uh, it's right, you know. And um, you know, and that's uh, that's who I am in a nutshell. And that's that, that's not only with wallpapers, uh, that's with, you know, my life in general. Yeah, yeah I, I just keep thinking that um, the biggest thing that I know about laying wallpaper is just this sheer amount, amount of patience and and just um, getting lining everything up perfectly that is so difficult for most people. Do you feel like that was something that you were born with or you had to develop over the years? Develop over the years and uh, there's all different types of wallpaper and there's all different types of weather too and humidity. Uh, every wall is different. And um, and so over the years, it's a process. I'm, I'm still learning, you know? Uh, uh, I'm gonna be learning um, you know, evolving and um you know and it's like i know all all about wallpaper you know and um um all the fundamentals or the shortcuts um and 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 there's always something wow this uh, this uh wallpaper artist did it uh, that way you know and it's like i marvel at um at uh, many people's works, you know, and uh, what they do, how they create and everything like that. And I, I integrate that into uh, what I do, you know, and, um, and it's, you know, it's great. I mean, I, I love uh, to, uh, uh, when I line uh, the wallpaper up, sometimes it doesn't line up. Um, and what I do with some papers, you have to camouflage or um, when a person comes into a room, make sure that it's matched in the middle at eye level and um and um but everything like i said deals with preparation you know rockaway in the rockways you have a lot of humidity and i have to prepare the walls differently before because of the uh, moisture and everything and uh and uh, to line up yes um i um like when i hang uh bathroom in a wallpaper uh, wallpaper in the bathroom i um you know you can't match all the corners so you you um match uh, the three corners where you can see it 
and uh, when you least see, uh, see a corner, you uh, you don't you can't match it. It's like almost impossible. Um, it's not all, all about matching and everything like that. It's the the precision and um, and how I go about my my work. And it's uh, it's about being clean. Uh, clean cleanliness is good, excellent. Um, it's all facets into it. It's not only lining up the wallpaper and. Uh, and um, I have hung uh, from silk to grass cloths and uh, things like that. And uh, you know, it's um, it's like uh, I'm creating my brand in many ways, and um, which is, you know, I it's priceless to me. And um, I would love to go on. You know, I'm not going, I'm not going anywhere. The thing is, uh, is that getting um, uh, people to work. And um, I, I'm fortunate in that way. I would like to teach more, you know, and um, and um, and I know um, wallpaper um, when I broke in 44 years ago, and um, it's not the same. Uh, it's the different types of wallpaper. And Galit, uh, you said about uh, about uh, lining uh, wallpaper up. There's a new wallpaper called Pill and Stick. It's been around about eight to ten years. It's like contact paper, you know, and uh, they said the uh, uh, layman, uh, a person can, uh, can uh, hang it, you know, and uh, no, it's uh, it's it's difficult. I don't recommend pill and stick. Um, I I reinvented myself to hang pill and stick. Um, um, myself, I would recommend quality wallpapers, um, even though wallpapers are expensive. The labor is more expensive, um, and I promote myself. Would you want to paint every two years or, um, or have wallpaper that can last 10, 20, 30 years? You know, you know I would go with the wallpaper. I, I, I don't like painting. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because Shane just said, I tried. It ain't easy. And I have to tell you, um, so did I. I have <laughs> those peel and stick tiles because I yeah. created my, my condo in Rockaway. I created like a backsplash in my kitchen from peel and stick tiles. It is not easy. It is, they, they're they like, oh yeah, if you've got a ruler, you can do it. No, you can't. <laughs> and after that was like the one job and I was like, all right, it's behind things. And so it doesn't matter that much. Um, but yeah, I, I know that when I was looking to do a wall in my place, you were the only person that I was going to use. And then- Thank I you. I will I did be a, using it. I did a, um, a pre-pandemic. I hung an action wall in Shane's uh, kitchen, you know. Um, and um, many people, uh, you know, getting to action walls, uh, many people, 50% of my work is accent walls. And, um, and it accentuates uh, the rest of the room. You know, the, the other rooms could be uh, painted. I, I, I hang uh, murals, mural designs. I, I hang everything. And I love doing accent walls, you know, and, and it's, um, it's, it's, it's easier. And uh, sometimes it's not. Um, uh, so, and it's the beautification of hanging an accent wall and, uh, and just and the rest of the room being painted. That's, that's, that's fine. But many people, I have, besides action walls, besides bathrooms, kitchens, rooms, I, I do ceilings. I, I do, I do, uh, 
I've hung most other thing, and I'm, I still um, climb, as you can say. I uh, wallpaper twenty feet up in the air on scaffolding and everything, uh, uh, and um, you know, as long as I'm active, I'm good. And um, I hung a wall, the longest wall, the highest wall, forty feet high. You know, wow. yeah, and um, so. And I've done a. Uh, I've worked in eight states too. So, uh, you know, so I'm all over the place. My goal is, and I will, I will obtain it, is to be in Rockaway as much as I can. You know, um, and that's you know, um, I mean, the designers that I work with, if they have a job out of state or something like that, I would go. You know, um, I might have a job in Florida uh, in about three, four months. So. But Rockway, Rockway is my home, and uh, and I want to uh, contribute to the community, you know, too, and and that's that's the main thing is to contribute, and I uh, and I, I know that I do, and um, and hopefully for for many uh, many years to come. That's amazing, and I also wanted to ask you a little bit about your your work with a nonprofit against gun violence. Can you tell us yeah. about that and why it's so important to you? Yes, um, and that's how <laughs> that's how I got to Rockway in, in the first place. Um, I um, so what happened with uh, the post massacre almost seven years ago in Orlando uh, when forty nine people died, uh, were killed. Excuse me, and um, I have. Uh, uh, my cousin Hal and his husband, and um, they were posting on Facebook, and um, I said, "I wonder what this is about." And I was always against gun violence, and um, and you know, and um, I asked my cousin Hal, and he told me about it. And he said, "Come to one or two meetings." So uh, it was at this uh, center down in the village, and I said, "I will come." And that was uh, almost six years ago. And um, a couple of days ago, uh, we were in front of the public library. And um, what happened in uh, the shooting uh, last week at the school, um, and uh, when six, uh, three children and three educators were killed. And, um, and I dressed up as a human being, a human being, um, we're just in white, we have bills, and we hold pl placards of the deceased people. And uh, to represent them, who they don't have a voice anymore. And um, I'm getting choked up about it now because it's very dear to my heart. One life taken is too many. And how I got to, uh, to Rockway was through um, gag gays against guns. We um, we were marching the in the Halloween parade, and um, I um, with a friend of mine, and I met this uh, woman. Uh, uh, Tanya uh, Spey, uh, a friend, and she invited me to uh, uh, her birthday party at the brewery, uh, the Rockery Brewery, and um, and that's where I met Shane uh, almost five years ago. And, um, you know, like everything's been shared, but this is a passion for me. This is a cause. I've learned to become an activist. I've learned about so many different types of people and, uh, and um you know, and um, just too many lives are, 
Oh, taking it. Uh, friends said, Russell, it's the people. I said, no, it's both. It's the guns. Um, DAG is not against gun, uh, responsible uh, gun, uh, gun holders, um, just the automatic uh, rifles and stuff. Um, plus, there's 5,000 children who are killed or severely injured every year in America because uh, 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 parents uh, or relatives are not responsible. I mean, and these children don't even have a chance at life. I mean, when their lives are cut short. Um, gun violence is getting worse. It's not if it's when, when it's going to happen now. And, and it's like, um, but we have to be vigilant. And, uh, and if you're knocked down, you get right back up. And, and and you and you fight, you know, and uh, and the gun laws and stuff like that. Um, um, but I'm gonna gonna keep on doing this. It's tough. It's very difficult. Um, you know, I feel like I'm tearing up now because uh, you know, or, or especially the children, you know. And um, uh, in December, I went down to Washington D.C. Um, and it was um, the 10th anniversary of. Uh, uh, a new town and um i saw president biden speak and uh two senators were there and uh and there were many survivors uh um, um there and uh, their families and it's like um you know life is precious it's, it's priceless you know and we, uh, we we should all have a chance uh to, to live have the opportunities uh, uh to go to school um go out with people um go to school um get married partners whatever it's just about living life and and it's like and many people's uh, lives are cut short because of gun violence and it's um you know it's um i have it's family to me it's community to me um but when we went, went down to um um the uh DC, um, uh, one of the leaders, um, we went to uh, a bar and, and uh, my friend Jay, uh, he called me the token straight, <laughs> you know, and I, I said, I said, why can't you call me a Metro card? You know, I was making a joke, but to be recognized and um, to be recognized and, um, and loved and be part of uh, a community like that. And, um, and you know we, there's differences and stuff we to me we we need to get on one page all of us you know and that's what community does you know which uh what what um what community whatever community that we are in you know and that's what rock Bay creates uh, does and 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 you know uh um because everyone needs to get involved, you know? So uh, it's, like I said, it's a passion and I have many causes and that's the number one cause. It's about life. Thank you so much. Uh, I so appreciate what you do. And, um, and I really appreciate you coming and being a part of Rockaway and Rockaway Creates and sharing all of your passions with us. Um, I want to move on to Deborah Donenfeld. Uh, Deborah Donenfeld is a photographer and coach. In her coaching work at Photosynthesis, Donenfeld is a transition coach and communication guide, providing coaching for starting over. 
Deborah is also a photographer specializing in children, portraits, and lifestyle. Deborah is a mother and a dog mom. She also loves to travel. Her photos capture the serenity, stillness, and grace in nature and life. And you can connect with her on social media, on Facebook at Deborah.Donenfeld or on Instagram, Deborah Donenfeld, or on her website, uh, DeborahDonenfeld.com, or her coaching site, PhotosynthesisCoaching.com. Hi, Deborah, and welcome. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. This is fun. Yeah. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about uh, your connection to Rockaway and how you started in uh, Rockaway Creates. Um, well, it's interesting. My connection to Rockaway is sort of all tied into how I started uh, my coaching practice as well. Um, I went through a really, a really difficult time. Um, and part of that was moving a couple of times um, and... Um, at one point, I was living up in Washington Heights. I was in Manhattan for 35 years. Um, and I kind of wanted to downsize. I had one child in college, and I thought maybe I should downsize and bring my rent down a little bit. And um, that didn't seem to be possible. I could downsize, but I would still pay the same amount. So I started looking all over the city, all different places and some places in Brooklyn that I wasn't really that excited about. And I came out to Rockaway and it was like, well, I could live at the beach. I could totally, like, I don't really understand how it is that Rockaway is affordable or more affordable than the rest of the city when you're living on the beach. It's just incredible. So that is what brought me out here. Um, I was, I just kept feeling really drawn I also think that it was a really difficult time and I kept thinking, I want, I need to go on retreat, but I couldn't afford to go on retreat. I didn't have time to go on retreat. Like I couldn't do that. And I kept being drawn to Rockaway as a place to live, maybe because I would have that kind of nourishment in my everyday life and wouldn't need to then go someplace to go on retreat. I would just be in this incredibly like beautiful place on the water with a great community and it was all here. So that's how I, that's how I came to Rockaway. Um, I did start, I did start hearing about Rockaway Creates in its, in its former uh, iteration. Um, and I think I couldn't make the meetings because I was working full time in the city. Um, and then COVID hit and now, you know, everything, I was working from home. So suddenly a lot of time opened up and I thought, well, I'm going to try. I'm going to, I'm going to go to one of the meetings and see what it's all about. So that's what brought me to Rockaway Creates. And I'm also, you know, I'm building this coaching business. I've been a photographer for like 30 years and um, I've been coaching for about, I would say about 11 years, but I have only really been pursuing it seriously in the last couple of years. So it just seemed like a great way to sort of, you know, get the word out and start talking about this new business with other people, other business people in the community. So it's been great. Yeah. And I'd love to know, you know, how uh, our month's theme growth, is, how it applies to you and your business and, and uh, how you feel about that word. Um, 
how I feel about that word is I love that word. <laughs> I feel like I have dedicated uh, so much of my adult life to pursuing personal growth. And really that's what my coaching is all about is how can you grow into this bigger vision of yourself? Maybe you don't even have it for yourself, but the universe has it for you and is putting you through all kinds of turmoil and difficult changes to grow you into that person that you're meant to be. And, you know, you may be feeling resistance to it, or you may be feeling upset about it. You may, you may be feeling really excited about it, but also mourning anything that you're leaving behind. Like there are all kinds of uh, reactions we can have to that, to those kinds of changes in our life. But I feel like change equals growth. And, mm -hmm. Um, and sadly, like the more painful the change is, the more you are probably growing. Um, I kept saying to myself when I was going, so this, this difficult thing that I went through that sort of brought me to the niche of working with, um, women who are having to start over, like when the rug is pulled out from under them, is that the rug was pulled out from under me in like all areas of my life. Like I was, my marriage was ending. I found out that my husband's business had completely tanked. We had no money. Um, I had to leave our home, which I thought I was going to stay in with the kids. Um, and I had to rethink my career. I had been doing photography full time up until then and had, to, and, and it became very clear that I could not support myself and my children on only my, on my income. So I was going to have to look for full-time work. So everything got thrown upside down and shifted around. And um, I kept saying during that whole period when I was feeling, really feeling the pain of it, I kept saying to myself, on the other side of this, I'm going to be really big because <laughs> I'm going to have grown so much that I'm going to be so big on the other side. Um, and it was kind of a way to make myself laugh at the situation and, and get me through it. Um, but that's, that's what my whole coaching practice is really all about is helping people to work through the changes and grow into themselves. That's wow. beautiful. Thank you. I want to tap into something that Russell was sharing about, about legacy and just kind of curious, like how, how that word applies to you and your, the work that you do in your coaching business and, and as a mom and someone that's helping people in transition, is that something that you think about? I don't think too much about legacy. I mean, certainly with my kids, I think about, um, you know, putting people out into the world who are thoughtful and, you know, concerned with other people and with the earth and, wanting to be the best people that they can be and um, do things that they're passionate about and their own growth. Um, so if that's a legacy that I'm leaving and trying to lead by example, um, then that's, that's great. I don't think about legacy so much as who's going to take over my business because I want it to live on or, you know, I'm doing the things that, bring me joy, whether it's photography or coaching. And strangely, I think that there are a lot of similarities between the two. Um, certainly the way I do photography, which is mostly working with people. 
um, you know, there's that connection. You have to have a connection. You have to be able to very quickly establish trust with somebody for in, in either circumstance. So I'm doing it because I love it and I feel like I have something to bring. Um, uh, maybe it will be a legacy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but it's not my main concern. Yeah. I love that you, uh, yeah, I love that you um, find connections between photography and coaching because that is something that I would never think about. But at the way you describe it, it's absolutely correct. What what got you into photography to start and then and then coaching after? Well, I didn't pick up a camera until I had graduated college. Um, uh, I guess this, the short version of that is that, you know, I did everything I was supposed to do. I got good grades. I went to school. I got to a good, you know, went into a good college, got good grades there. And then I was like, well, now what, what do I want to do? I guess I'm going to write. I don't know. And I showed up at, um, at Condé Nast and had an interview with someone in personnel. And she said to me, I think you'd have much more fun in the art department. And I was like, oh yes, I would have much more fun in the art department. Like rather than the copy department, I was like, yes, let's do that. And then I started getting more exposed to photography and uh, I left that job and I took like a 15 month trip through Asia where I was just photographing all the time. And I came back and I was like, you know what? This is what I'm gonna do. This is what I'm, you know, I don't, I'm, I, I followed the path I was supposed to follow, but it has led me to this place where I'm not that excited about what's here. And photography really does excite me and it, it it, it nourishes me um, in a way that other things didn't. So that's kind of how I came to it. And then I did, a um, when I came back from that trip, I worked with uh, a bunch of different photographers as an assistant. And I really learned how to light a picture, which I was shooting lots of pictures on my own, you know, but I had never like put up a light. And so I really learned how to do that over the course of about four years. And so now I feel like my photography is sort of journalistic in nature. Um, I like to set it up like it's a found moment or make sure it feels really authentic. That's why it's really important for me to connect with my subject um, so deeply. And, um, but I, I'm also making sure that the lighting is right because I have that training and, you know, all the rest. So, yeah. So how do you create connection with your clients, whether they're in front of you to take their picture or to help them change their life? Yeah, it's, um, I'm not sure that I have like a, a process or something that I could write on paper, but I think it's really important that I be authentic, that I bring my authentic self and that I bring all of my compassion and understanding to any interaction with anybody. Um, and so, and, and for photography, it's really about, it's about that and then about making them comfortable because I would say 95% of the people who I photograph say to me, I hate having my picture taken as if they're the only person who feels that way. And I'm pretty aware that nobody likes to have their picture taken. I don't even really like to have my picture taken. So, you know, it's about making them feel comfortable, um, assuring them that any bad pictures will, will go right in the trash, that 
keep the good ones, you know, and we just have fun and we sort of talk and we connect and um, I try my best to make them feel comfortable. And with coaching, I think it's, you know, people are often bringing a really, really difficult issue to the table and it's about listening and hearing them, um, showing them that you actually heard what they're saying, reflect back to them. I mean, that's what coaching is, right? Reflecting back and hearing and being compassionate. Um, and people usually feel pretty comfortable. And if they don't feel comfortable, then it's, we're not a good match, you know, like that's all. And, but generally people feel pretty comfortable because I like to think I'm authentic myself. I bring myself to the table. And so then they usually feel that they can bring themselves to the table. Too. Yeah, I have to say, you know, Deborah and I live on the same block and I met her when she's been walking her dog in the mornings. And yeah, you 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 bring such presence into every interaction, even if it's early in the morning and you really are your authentic self all the time. And I can see how people just have a natural trust with you um, because you hold that space for yourself. Well, thank you. I mean, I think a lot of us have had this thing during our lives where strangers come up to us and start talking to us, even if, and I don't know why, you know, that has certainly been the case for me that often I, I'm, I'm thinking, are they thinking, do they think I'm somebody else? Do they think I, I know them? Do they, what's happening here? But sometimes people just want to open up and they see something or their soul connects to your soul in a way that maybe they're not even aware of and I'm not aware of. And yeah. But thank you. Yeah. I have a question. Uh, what is your favorite thing to shoot? Do you have a favorite, a favorite occasion, a favorite type of picture? I have a lot of favorite things to shoot. I mean, I love, <laughs> I love to, travel i love to travel in third world countries and um shoot cultural pictures like that um and sometimes that translates to working for nonprofits now who are doing work in other countries um so that i really love to do that's sort of back to my roots um i i love to shoot children i spent a lot of years shooting children commercially like that was the only commercial work i did was with children um, and that's really fun for me. In fact, I, I just shot a little five month old girl over the weekend, which was really super fun. Yeah. So, um, that I love and I, I actually, I really love this new thing. It's new for me. Maybe it's not new for you. I'm dating myself, but, uh, where people get engagement pictures taken. It's so funny, like, and then they have a wedding website and they put the pictures up and they use it for their save the date. And we, you know, that was not something we ever did. But those are really fun pictures to take for me because people are, they're really happy. They want to have their picture taken. They, they're in love and excited. And we can, it's just like going out and doing a fashion shoot. It's just, it's just fun. You know, we choose a fun location and get them dressed up and go take pictures. So that's really fun too. So I guess those are sort of my favorite kind of pictures of the moment. Glee, did you do engagement photos? I did, and they were so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> right, they all are, it's so much fun. Yeah, it, it is true. I I feel like you, you, you nailed it on the head, because like 
you're so in love and you're in a, a beautiful location and you're all dressed up and and it's just like a really good experience and i feel like um and then you it's uh i think it's also helpful that um like you said it's hard when all of the focus is on one person but because it's like two people interacting you can just kind of just interact and be who you are rather than like focus on the camera capturing like the perfect smile at every second. Right. Yeah, you don't even really need to smile or just do, you know, like, yeah. I mean, it's nice to have some pictures smiling, but I think that's a little overrated for everything, for kids, all the kinds of photography, like smiling at the camera is highly overrated. <laughs> yeah. Deborah, you mentioned that you have, um a love for traveling to third world countries. Do you have any tra upcoming travels that you're excited about? I have to, I have, I just made travel plans, but not to a third world country, but my son is uh, moving to Portugal. He's been in Europe. He moved to Berlin at the very beginning of the pandemic. And he's been sort of in and out of Berlin and traveling around and spent a lot of time in Portugal. And uh, I think he's going to get a place there. And so I just, booked a trip to Portugal for a couple of weeks to visit him. Oh, yes. I, I didn't, I never even made it to Berlin. I guess that was because we were in the middle of a pandemic, but um, someday I'll go there. But yeah, so that's my upcoming travel that I'm excited about. Very cool. My yeah. sister just got back from Portugal yesterday. She was surfing over there. Oh, nice. That's big time surfing. Yeah. Well, we're coming to a close of our time together from this Rockway Creates Connection podcast. Um, Deborah, I'd love to know um, what's a good way for um, people to get in touch with you if they are interested in doing a photo shoot with you or um, maybe working with you as a coach. Um, how can they find more about you? Right. Well, I have I have two different websites. So I have uh, DebraDonenfeld.com, which is my photography website, and you can get in touch with me through there. And then I have the photosynthesis coaching um, website for coaching. So you can get in touch with me, with me that way. I also have uh, two different Instagram accounts. One is Deborah Donenfeld for photography, and the other is, what is it called? I think it's DD Photosynthesis. I think it's, I think it's photosynthesis coaching Deborah Donenfeld. How do I not even remember that? Yeah, <laughs> my, my own Instagram account. Yes. So um, there's that. And, you know, I'm on Facebook as well. So if you photosynthesis coaching, you'll, you'll find me. And then do you do, um, is it individual coaching with individuals? Do you do groups? How do you, how do you normally work? Right now I'm, I'm working with individuals. I am working on creating a group. So more time on that. Um, but right now it's working with individuals. I have also done some group coaching um, in a more um, like a more work setting. Um, I've done a lot of groups um, through companies that, um, you know, want to have, want to want to bring a coaching element to their learning. Um, so I have done some of that, but we'll see where that, where it takes me for the groups right now, mainly individuals. If someone has like fear or reservations about um, working with a coach, what would you say to them to help kind of alleviate that? 
Well, um, I would say schedule a free consult with me and we can talk about it. You know, it doesn't cost anything. And it makes me fear is often about, uh, about something that's unknown, right? Like we don't know or we imagine how something might be. And so let's, um, let's demystify. I can let you know exactly what coaching is and what it's not. You can let me know what your concerns are and, um, and then, and then you can decide whether you think it's something, whether you think it's for you or not. It doesn't tend to have the stigma that therapy has for some people. Um, but I think a lot of people feel like I can do it myself. You know, I don't need somebody to help me. And, and maybe that's true. Maybe you don't. And I would say, what have you tried up to now? And has that worked? And maybe you want to give yourself a little boost by hiring a coach. Yeah. Yeah. But I do offer a free consult. So, you know. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. And Russell, if someone wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do it? Um, my, uh, my email is, uh, at gmail.com. I'm on Instagram, uh, at Russell Siegel through Facebook, uh, Rockray Russell Siegel. And, um, and my phone number is posted there. I will give it again, uh, 347-668-4668. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, thank you so much to both of you, and you. Uh, we'll see you in Rockaway real soon. And um, you can find all of the links in the show notes. And thanks for tuning in. Yeah, and stay, so much. stay tuned you. for next month, uh, where we will have two more guests, and our topic will be community. So looking forward to that. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on here and for being so authentic and vulnerable and sharing your story. Thank uh, you. Th uh, thank you too. All right. All right. Happy holidays.